What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Blessing, Eddie Oye, Junior, the OK Beast. What's I screwed up? it up. What's up, Greg? You got it close enough. It's the, I'm so ready for a Widow Wednesday. I'm so ready for a rogue one. That's what's in the old noggin. And then guess what? Gary calls me up and says, oh, it's just I'm too I got something very important to do. Notice it's not too important for him to cancel his Animal Crossing stream. Notice he's still exactly. playing Animals Crossing us for Twitch. Unfortunate. He's probably he probably has some meeting with Disney Plus that he has to like figure <laughs> hey, out. Hey, probably... From here, hey, let's get him in the DCEU. That's what I keep saying because then I could backdoor into DCEU as well. You know what I mean? I can ghostwrite through him. Do we really he's, want he's Gary a to write a, a DC movie? Does that seem like his his bag? Because like I feel I see Gary Wood as more of like a like the work he did with Rogue One, right? Incredible, great sure. movie, right? Do, do, does does what worked for that movie work for a DC movie? Because I feel like Rogue One feels like I don't know. Like You're right. It'd movie. be it, Rogue One was a good movie, and that would be different for DC. That would be yeah, very different exactly. for them to do. That's not what exactly. they. Yeah, we need to get Mick G in there. That's what we need. Do you remember Mick G? No. <laughs> he made the Charlie's Angels movie back in the day, and then he was supposed to do a Superman movie, and then that fell through. Of course, like it okay, I was gonna say, I thought he did the Doom soundtrack. I'm sorry. What was that, Kevin? About the Charlie's Angels movie? Good movie. You know. Have you seen him as an adult, or is this just based on you and Tim being horny kids? Uh, horny kids. Horny kids. Okay, just making sure I understood. Because yeah, Tim had a poster on his wall for Charlie's Angels, right? Uh, no, Tim had like sixteen posters on his wall. My apologies. It was, uh, apologies. It was weird. Well, well, thankfully he never grew out of that. Ladies and gentlemen, how about we talk about Animal Crossing and Doom not being able to be stopped? Nintendo making some COVID moves and NASCAR going digital because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your suggestions. Put in your own squad up requests. And of course, get the show ad-free along with that exclusive post show you can get nowhere else uh if you don't have any bucks to toss our way though it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe i got a real desk now but so i can hit it oh yeah yeah it's awesome. i got you know lucy james hand-me-downs over here that's great. Is it? When are you? So uh, we have you, you have you done this in the uh, work from home life? Have you broken down, bless? And you understand you need a desk. You need to sacrifice I'm, your gaming I'm space get, over there. I'm getting there because I'm at the point where I'm starting to, it's starting to sink in that this may this be is longer. <laughs> this yeah. may, yeah, this may last longer than we initially anticipated. What's bless, up, Kevin? You don't have to sacrifice gaming space, right? Like it, you have extra space where you can slide your bed over. Is, is that, is that correct? But yeah, if I slide my my bed over, then I am sacrificing gaming space because my ba- my gaming space is on the other side of my bed. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing: I've been I was legit looking this morning. I was like looking around my room. I was like, what happens if I then turn this bed sideways, have it sure. against the wall, and then maybe I can? I, I there are options that I might have available to me that okay. just might take. A, a I just want you to think about it. And the other out. thing is, like, do you really need a bed? You strike me. Yeah, as I guy. mean, that's you another thing too. I can just have a sleeping bag. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It works for me in Animal Crossing. So it does. You haven't gotten a bed in Animal Crossing yet. No, I, 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 I got to check. I got to check. You gotta I check. Just got to check. Sure. I I built a house and I just haven't logged on since I built that house. Wow. So are you over yeah. Animal Crossing? No, it's just busy with other, other things. Thing. Like yeah, just playing other games. This is a lot. Division going two. On right you playing now, Division right? two yet? No, I'm definitely not playing Division two. Playing a lot of Beat Saber actually. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's, I'll, yeah. I'll allow that. Uh, bless, let's get into some housekeeping. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Kind of Funny Games cast has been killing it lately with reviews. Right now, you can get our takes on Half-Life, Alex, Doom, Eternal, Animal Crossing, and more. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, the Kind of Funny Games cast podcast feed on podcast services everywhere. Uh, also, heads up to you that Greg Way is now live on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. This is our exclusive $1 show over on Patreon. Uh, it is actually doubles as the normal Greg Way Q&A where you can ask me anything under the sun. And uh, an Animal Crossing Let's Play, because I just run around and show you my island and talk to you about stuff. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, uh, Drew Garnier Frutis, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today we're brought to you by Quip and ExpressVPN, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. 
Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. And Kevin, I'm rude too. How are you? Are you good? How are you doing over there? I've, ta- I've talked to Blessing. We try to convince him to get a desk every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're I'm doing good. Great. I'm just sitting here waiting to get Blessing a desk. You know what I mean? I'm ready. Yeah, you're ready to go. I'm ready you want to go. get out of that? I just need the I, green light. Let me let me sit down this afternoon. Let me just really think about how far I want to push this bed over. And then maybe we, we, we can probably figure out this, this death situation. I'm breaking. Now, Kevin, if memory serves right, he is in your sister's house. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really need permission for any of this. You could just come in. You have keys. Oh, yeah. You could just come oh, in there. Yeah. We can just throw yeah. the bed out. We can put the desk down. Sure, 100%. We can put on Division yeah. 2. Yeah. Okay. Number I mean, one on the Roper Report. Animal Crossing is straight up fucking crushing it in Japan. Uh, Famitsu has a report out right now saying that the game has broken all sorts of records. Uh, here's what Nibel reports, and we'll follow it up with Daniel Ahmad, of course, two industry insiders. Uh, Nibel says, Famitsu reports that Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold 1.8 million physical units in Japan, making it the best first week for a Switch game. Uh, by comparison, he has uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield did 1.3, almost 1.4 if we were rounding up, because I'm not going into all the decimals they did here. And then Smash did 1.3. Two. Uh, Switch has sold 392,576 systems during that time frame, the best week for the system. Daniel Ahmad doubles down on this uh, with more uh, context. First shipment plus digital sell-through for Animal Crossing New Horizons in Japan looks to have exceeded 2.5 million units in its first three days. Makes it one of the makes it the biggest opening for a Switch game in Japan and the best opening for an Animal Crossing series by far. Blessing Juniors, are you shocked? I'm very shocked because I don't think any of us saw this coming when we talked about this late last week. I think we did it on Friday, right? We did it on Friday for the launch of on this very episode or show, you and me talking about this, comparing numbers. And you were saying, right, because we had pulled up the list of best selling Switch games. The question question that was asked on that show was Will Animal Crossing be the best or be the fastest selling game on Switch? It's it's seeming that it, it, it is. Yeah, uh, from the Japan and UK sales that we've seen so and far. And that's the thing is you have to I, I we yeah, thank you very much. You bring up the UK stuff. You would you had talked about this on Mondays. I'm gonna talk, yeah. read it again in case you missed Mondays, and this is all in the same thing. Animal Crossing New Horizons has and this is uh, Christopher Dring at GamesIndustry.biz. Animal Crossing New Horizons has become a major hit in the UK. Nintendo's critically acclaimed sequel has sold more copies in its first week on sale than the launch sales of all previous Animal Crossing games combined, including the spin-offs. The launch is 3.5 times bigger than the last game in the series, 2013's Animal Crossing new leaf on nintendo 3ds which was the previous biggest launch for the series it is also the biggest single game launch on nintendo switch since the console came out although if you combine sales of pokemon sword and shield together those games enjoyed a bigger first week this only factor this only factors in physical sales it does not include digital download numbers which may have been higher than usual considering the concerns around covid19 that has seen the uk government recommend that citizens stay indoors nintendo does not share digital downloads externally so yes i think when you combine that with the uk you combine it with japan and then extrapolate from personal experience right now the fact that as an animal crossing fan i was so stoked for this obviously i was when i walked out of the office to see who else wanted a code and nobody else did it was just me and joey i was like oh that's weird but to get to where it is now where every tweet i see is about animal crossing uh you know jen and lucy are showing me tiktoks about animal crossing the fact that you blessing and andy broke down and we're like i guess i should play this i should try it out like you imagine this is going to fucking be way bigger than even yeah. we thought, right? And it makes me it, it makes me wonder how much the state of the world right now plays into it. Is is it a thing where everybody is at home right now and seeing everybody else playing Animal Crossing, and then yep. that just transfers over, and everybody is just like, oh yeah, let's just all play this thing together? Is is that what it is? Is there something about Animal Crossing uh, between the release of New Leaf on the 3DS and New Horizons now? What was there a was there a period of growth there as far as uh, people knowing about Animal Crossing and people being curious about Animal Crossing and the success of the Switch console itself that is then lending to Animal Crossing blowing up in this way. Like there, there are multiple factors at play, but it it it's really cool to see that there's that Animal Crossing, a, a game that I would not have expected to have such a a significant launch week, uh, came out and has had one of the best launch weeks on Switch. Like that's that's crazy. I think honestly, in a lot of ways, yeah, it's the perfect storm because I think so many people have heard about Animal Crossing for so long, but 
have you had, and I'm not trying to even throw rocks here because obviously there's been a lot of successful Nintendo systems. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Have you had a Nintendo system so beloved by gamers, right? Like everybody loved their 3DS, but it was something you could put down and walk away from and never think about, right? Like, whereas yeah. like the Switch is such a different ball of wax in the way that you can take it with you. You can put, I mean, it's perfect right now. Here's what I want to do. And it's going to sound like I'm taking a left turn. Stick with me, all right? I saw a tweet from a games writer last night that I want to bring into this conversation. And I think it speaks to what you're talking about, Bless, of, mm-hmm. hey, is this right time, right place kind of thing, obviously, with everything going on in COVID, right? Uh, over on VentureBeat.com, uh, Mike Minotti, who I know from you know sh- showing up at events, covering stuff with and all that stuff, reviewed Half-Life Alex, right? And his headline is this, Half-Life Alex Review, a great VR game for the wrong time. Uh, reviewing, ha- reviewing Half-Life Alex has been a stressful endeavor. Part of that is the usual rigors of critiquing a game, trying to beat it before a deadline. But this VR experience is landing at a time when a pandemic is taking hold over the world. So, you know, I may already be a bit on edge. Bundle that with how playing VR can be uncomfortable. And Alex's more survival horror take on the franchise. Uh, and Oh, I'm sorry. And combine that with the more survival take on the franchise. And I often wish that I didn't have to play this game at this particular moment in history. Obviously goes on like that. Uh, I think it's a very interesting piece for Mike. It got brought to my attention when Mike put up this Twitter thread last night before I even knew about this that went like this. Oh my God, holy shit, stop emailing me, tweeting at me or contacting me at all to tell me you're mad that I'm, quote, penalizing Half-Life, Half-Life Alex for releasing during COVID, end quote. I'm sorry I tried to talk about how a game made me feel. Next time, I'll give you a plot summary and say something about very good level design or some shit. Look, mm-hmm. it's not like I went, hmm, this game would be a 90, but because of COVID, it's now an 80. Mwahahaha. The 80 is just what I felt the game deserves. I'm glad a lot of people love it and think it's revolutionary. I don't. It's okay. Trust me. I'm not that big of a deal. I know I shouldn't let this get to me, but this is a pretty rough time to have a barrage of strangers telling me that I'm unprofessional or bad at my job, all because of this insane idea of objectivity that doesn't make any sense. A lot packed into that that I think is all yeah. really fascinating to discuss. But I think it's the other side of the coin to your argument that I agree with. That I think, yes, right now, people are being told, do shelter in place. You're at your home. People are on self-quarantines. They're, you, know, you are going to some extent stir crazy. And so you see everyone online playing this wholesome game where you go and catch bugs and plant flowers and live on this island and get to talk to people and... Even though you're, I don't think people are playing that game and like, oh, I'm socializing with the characters in Animal Crossing, you know, the NPCs on my island, as much mm-hmm. as you're playing that game and then socializing, uh, socializing online or visiting each yeah. other's island or trading items or sending letters that are making it feel like you're not alone at this time. Yeah, and it's 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 one of those games where it's so, like, it's low anxiety as far as, like, your feelings while playing that game. Like, last night I booted up Bloodborne uh, and oh I found it. Yeah, it was one of those things where I played, uh, I like, I uh, I cleaned out, I, I cleared out like a certain area real quick so I could level up uh, one of my skills. And then I turned it off because right now that's not a game I want to be playing right now. Because of how, because <laughs> that's of how not stressful the feel you need. Yeah, to, like, to the same point of that Half-Life review that you, that you just read, right? Like Bloodborne, excellent, excellent, excellent game. Playing it right now, I just don't feel like doing it because it's... It, there's already so much stress in life totally. in, in general uh, to just add a, a, a game that is purposely stressful. That is great because of how stressful it is to play, but that's not necessarily like the type of game I want to be playing. Whereas Animal Crossing is such an easy play for me. Beat Saber is such an easy sure, play for me sure. right now. I just I just finished up Untitled Goose Game last night, which is a super easy play. Right. These are like games that are very chill relaxing for the most part i know beat saber is kind of probably like a different type of relaxing but like feel 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 good games yeah Um, beat saber would be something like getting in that groove getting in that zen it's it's relaxing in the way guitar here is relaxing when all the the notes on the highway like it takes your it takes your mind off of what's going on right now you get you get to just exist kind of in that matrix um and that's not to say that like you know i'm not gonna play any any you know hard action games right now totally RE3 is going to come out soon, which is another stressful game, and which is a game that actually, honestly, in, in this uh, in, in this atmosphere that we're in right now, you know, might be received a certain way. But when that game game comes out, I'm going to play it. And I'm probably going to love it because I loved RE2, and that's sure. that's a game that I'm very much looking forward to. But I, I definitely understand the idea of, uh, yeah, like Half Life Alex being in this VR game that's super stressful. You know, it, is kind of is kind of hindering my experience with it right now mm-hmm. in the situation that we're in whereas animal crossing a game that is all about just like just just hanging Existing. out yeah and just chilling <laughs> making and your just, island pretty 
yeah and like being outside and like you know like the animal crossing is such a a, per- a perfect game for the time we're in because of what it is that i understand the i i understand this uh kind of communal experience that we're all having right now playing it uh especially when you look at celebrities playing animal crossing right i, I shout out or i didn't shout out but i pointed out chrissy teigen uh, you put chrissy teigen on the map i never heard of her teigen. oh yeah i'm the it's it's kind of like how kanye put um uh Paul, okay. uh what's his name from the beatles Paul you know what i'm talking about Paul McCartney on the map. Yeah, you'd he's, never he's heard of Paul McCartney until Kanye no, West. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye West is the one who put Paul McCartney on the map for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, shout out to to Kanye and Paul McCartney. Only one great song. Um, but you know, Chrissy Teigen is tweeting about it. Of course, Chrissy Teigen tweets about games in general. Like she, yeah. she's definitely like a a video game player in her own life, and so that's not like a a crazy thing. But I have been seeing people on Twitter who I would not have expected to be. Uh, tweeting about video games so much, tweeting about Animal Crossing and how like uh, asking how do I catch spiders and all this stuff, right? Like yeah. there is such a a, a great shared experience uh, with that game in terms of how you play it. In terms of since things happen on a daily cycle, a lot of people are just on this on the same day, and so people are yep. like, okay, cool, let's all wait for tomorrow until the museum opens. Like that kind of experience, I feel like plays well for everybody being stuck at home and communicating. Sure, so it's isolating online. time, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So blessing then, I want to come back to the conversation we had on Friday. Where do you think this nets out in the top Switch games sold? Because remember, right oh, now man. it's number, and I'm gonna I gave you a link, but if you're not a listener, I'm gonna give mm-hmm. you a snapshot. I am gonna round up to the highest numbers here. Uh, actually, no, I won't because I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say I'm in a dumb Greg way. Anyways, number one, uh, this is the top selling Switch games, uh, best selling Switch games is according to the Wikipedia page. Uh, number one, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 22.96 million. Number two, Smash Brothers with 17.68 million. Number three, Odyssey with 16.59 million. Uh, number four, Breath of the Wild with 16.34 million. Uh, number five, Pokemon Sword and Shield, 16.06 million. Uh, number six, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu uh, and Eevee combined, uh, 11.76 million. And then number seven was Splatoon 2, 9.81 million. When we did this last time, the argument you and I went back and forth on is, is Animal Crossing big enough to overthrow Pokemon, which has always been such a staple of a Nintendo yeah. handheld. And so where I think we both left it was that it would beat Let's Go at 11.76, mm-hmm. but not beat Sword and Shield at 16.06. Well, here, here's my thing. I'm still of the mind because these numbers are reported December 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm of the mind that Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to make its way to number one or maybe number well, number one or number two at a certain point. I'm not really. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, um, and so I had Animal Crossing comfortably above Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, sure. and then below uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. And I still don't know if I'm. I'm at the place where I, I find it hard to believe that Animal Crossing: New Horizons is going to outsell Breath of the Wild at sixteen point thirty four million. That mm-hmm. said, with how it's done so far, like. <sighs> I might, I, I might, I might let that up. I might say, yeah, it might, it might be above Breath of, Breath of the Wild, and I might put it above. I might, I might put it at. I guess in that case, right? If in my mind, number one and number two are po- Pokemon Sword and Shield and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, right? Number three mm-hmm. would be Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number four would be Super Mario Odyssey. You're gonna give it Ooh, Odyssey. That's another one. There's, Odyssey's so close to Breath of the Wild. Remember, yeah, right now, that's uh, another Odyssey, thing. Sixteen point fifty nine million versus Zelda's sixteen point thirty four million. Oh man! Right, and I, that's the thing is like I've as everyone who's ever listened to Greg Miller talk or watched like a podcast, I'm not the numbers guy, right? And so mm. it's always so hard for me to predict this kind of thing. But based on these numbers right now, it is a fascinating question, and I don't see it slowing down. And the fact that every day now I see more people. And granted, this is all haphazard, but I see more people going, "All right, fine, I'm buying this Animal Crossing." Right? Like you know, it, it, I saw what uh, I think it was either last night walking porty or the first thing today. Like even like Emmett Watkins Jr. is like. Hell yeah, man. I got, I got my paycheck. I'm, I think I'm going to do this Animal Crossing. It's my first one. And I see so many people say that. This is my first one. I'm jumping in. What do I need to do? What would I know, right? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I think Animal Crossing is going to sit along the ranks of Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. I don't know like, how those things are going to net out. Like Mario Odyssey is going to be above Breath of the Wild in terms of numbers because uh, yeah. it's already surpassed it. But Animal Crossing is going to be in that sphere, right? It's going to be in that in that three, four, fifth, fifth spot sphere, yeah. uh i'm gonna say like yeah in the 16 million range that's kind of where i'm at right now yeah it's gonna be fucking fascinating because i yeah you don't 
you figure you know, to your point right of like pokemon's short sword and shield still selling and probably way above the 16.06 million right like when you look at this chart what's interesting of course is the release dates and you start mm-hmm. thinking about granted I think the attach rate for Breath of the Wild, you're buying a Switch, you were buying Breath of the Wild for the most part for the longest time, right? And then when Odyssey came around and then Mario Kart and Smash, that's all happened as well. But you look at number five with Pokemon Sword and Shield being there, that's a November 15th, 2019 game, right? Yeah. As you're saying, these numbers are from December 31st, 2019. So it's a a month and a half that it was able to put 16.06 on the board. I definitely have Pokemon Sword and Shield being at number one for that reason, right? Like that game only had, at that point, had yep. only been out for yeah a month and a half and it's already a number five yeah. and pokemon is so so popular and those are the sword and shield cells together also which is yeah of course, well of course i mean that's how pokemon always does it, though that's how they're yeah. always able to get in there and do that but it's gonna be yeah. fascinating to see how that one nets out but yeah i think it's gonna be really interesting to see where this animal crossing ends up and how much it continues to sell as well i also wonder what that means for animal crossing as a franchise and how nintendo treats it because this i feel like for them then takes animal crossing to another echelon as far yeah. as what their IP means to them and how they're going to treat their IP. Like, I wonder if at a certain point they're like, hey, why don't we treat Animal Crossing similar to Pokemon and make two versions? Because Animal Crossing by itself already sells well. Animal Crossing is probably an easy game to to do the Pokemon thing and be like, all right, in Animal Crossing, let's just say Sword and Shield. In Animal Crossing Sword, you, you'll, your islands can get either pears or peaches, and then in yeah. Shield, oh, you can get apples or oranges, right? Like, what can... what? In what ways can they do those types of things where now you're going to have to visit other people's islands? And well, I mean, in, in, to this like, conversation of uh, its continued sales, right? The other idea, thing here is, and I know that this, you'll never have, once you have that, we're, our launch, it's a global event. It's, you know, still the first weekend. Everybody's talking about it, Everybody's ravenous for this game. What's going to be interesting is, as with any game, you're going to see people fall away. Of like, all right, well, I got sick of doing it. I, I only come back once a week and do this thing. Remember, like, what, April 1st is the bunny event that starts the Easter stuff. Like, Nintendo is already early on here showing us their commitment to doing season uh, like, uh, events. I shouldn't say seasonal stuff. Events. Then you put in the normal Animal Crossing stuff of seasons. Like, it will be a big deal when summer comes. It will be a big deal when fall starts. It will be a big yeah. deal when winter comes. And suddenly, not only are there the changing seasons, the different bugs you can go in and get, all these different things, it'll then be this reignition uh, uh, reignition i should say mm. of people's curiosity in this game and what they loved about it and coming in and finding what improvements that they and so to your thing of how they treat this as a franchise what gets interesting is do these numbers then encourage them to make more in-game seasonal events more community like you're talking about people are waiting so on this one day, this one thing's happening. Like, you know, it was Sky's birthday yesterday in Animal Crossing. And I don't know if Sky's yeah. one of your villagers, but yeah. Sky's one of my villagers. So I went to Sky's birthday party and I saw other people putting up birthday party photos from them. And so mm-hmm. even that on that small scale gets you talking about, wait, how are you doing this? Why are you seeing this? And who's this character? It'll be fascinating to see if they try to monetize that going forward, which I don't think they will. If they will be more interested in, hey, let's tell you about the events coming up faster and are we going to put more in there? Or what are they going to like? It's really interesting what they're going to do with this because they have they do have new fame with it. For you as somebody who is really into Animal Crossing, and I forget whether or not you play you played New Leaf and the ones before that. New Leaf was the 3DS one. Yeah, yeah, I played that. What what do you want from Animal Crossing? Right. So I mean, I think it's easy. What I want from Animal Crossing is what we're getting. So you're asking Mm -hmm. in terms of games or events or DLC or what? Like in 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 terms of it all, right? Animal Crossing being being as big as it is, or, or I guess rising to the level that it is sure if 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 you were i guess if you were at nintendo and you had and you were in charge of the future of animal crossing with the idea that animal crossing is now now amongst our top 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 franchises right how how do we move forward with animal crossing greg miller well, i think they've nailed what the core this is the best animal crossing there's ever been i said that in our review kind of mm-hmm. funny games cast check it out um but there's obviously room for improvement and i think the i don't know how much you've seen of it or had it firsthand the biggest problem with Animal Crossing New Horizons is the online, where it uh, is bare bones in terms of what you can do when you're together, because it locks you out of placing things, crafting certain things. Do like you can't like it's you can't buy things. If and I'm, I might be wrong about that one actually. There's a bunch of things that you should be that are just like why wouldn't I be able to do this? And you can't do it, and so it really becomes quickly like oh this is kind of like just show up on somebody's island, look at their island, and you got to bounce. But even beyond that, 
Have you done online stuff? Have you had a lot of visitors? No, I've tr- I've not had any visitors. I tried to visit Joey and I did, and I couldn't for some reason. Yeah, communication errors, right? The yeah. over the weekend, I turned it on and opened my gates for my friend Sean to come visit. And when I did that, a whole bunch of other of my friends did. Like you know, uh, I think it was uh, Carboni and Jen, and like you know, it was like people who I want to come visit the island. But the problem is, island the island grinds to a halt when someone comes or leaves. So like you'll be in the middle of something and th- like you're running. I'm just trying to, ch- you know, go sell something to Timmy or whatever. And this thing comes across. It's like, oh, somebody's coming to the island. And then it's this whole fucking long load of getting them in, them landing, doing their thing. And it's not bad for if you're just inviting one person in and you're doing something. But when it was a million other people coming in and then it was people trying to leave, but you couldn't you can't leave while somebody's coming in and only one person can leave at a time. And so it was just this like clusterfuck traffic jam of people trying to get and try to get out. And I don't know who did that and like who planned this online or whatever and was like this is the best it can be this is what it should be because it almost I'd, I, you know, in some ways i'd almost rather it doesn't exist if it was going to be like this what they should have done i feel like is given us a common space to go to where it's like i go to the market you know we come back to this hometown or this you know the capital city and there i can sell my stuff to people who don't have the, you know, I can sell my apples to somebody who doesn't have apples and make more money. I can trade items with my friends. I can talk to people. I can do it. And then if I really want to bring somebody back to my Island to show them the Island, but outside of that, it just seems totally fucked up. And so then it begs the question of what I loved about animal crossing in college. And I've talked to a few different people, especially when I was playing it for review and they were asking me questions. What I loved was sharing a town with my friends sharing a town with the people I lived with. And granted, you can do that on Switch right now locally. Mm-hmm. And that, and as you know, you can't cloud save, you can't move stuff. So it's like, if we really wanted to, Jen and I could share the Switch and share a town that way. But then it is that thing of, if I'm playing it, she can't play it. And if, I, if oh. she's playing it, I can't play it. And so that sucks. And that's what it was in college, which made sense and yada, yada, yada. But the fact that in 2020, Nintendo hasn't come up with an idea to give you a shared space, whether it be an Animal Crossing MMO, where we do just live, like, it is always online, you go in and you are living, you know, it is eight people in one map, and you have to figure out, you know, who's getting the Paris today, and who's doing whatever, and like, I know for a lot of people, they don't want an always online game, that's fine, but some, it could be, it could be an offshoot, it could be one of the spinoffs, it could be just a mode, like I'm talking about, where it's like, you have a hub to go to, where you do, you know, what, what if it was that, and this is changing a little bit of what Animal Crossing is, but what if it was that I had my town and if I wanted to, I could go to this bazaar and I could lay down uh, you know, my, my carpet or my mat or whatever and I could sell my fruit and when people came and bought them, then I would close it up. And it could be NPCs, it could be human beings. And then as I make more, I can actually upgrade to a shop and I can specialize my shop. And it is that in-game, I'm, you know, you see, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you have, the, some of the designs people are making are incredible. Oh, right? yeah. So imagine yeah. if you could then in this weird possible mmo that i'm talking about or at least mode that is multiplayer that once you get to a certain thing you can specialize your shop so you are a t-shirt place you are a fruit stand you are just you'll you'll craft weapon or not weapons uh, tools for people like there's a lot of really interesting ways that could go i think for to share a space and it could even be that it's you it's it's me it's andy it's jen and it's like cool i'm gonna be the person who i have a great orchard i'll bring in all my fruit so we got a fruit stand covered and it's like you're collaborating to build the best town square and then compare those squares to other people. Like there's something there for that. That doesn't have to dominate the entire game, but the online they have right now is just so like tacked on to the point of like, Oh, I don't even want to turn this on. I turn it on when it's like very specifically, I'm going to go. I'm like, I'll yesterday. I texted, uh, uh, well, I, so I, I did, I texted Amaris and then I also issued an answer. And I think I went to Goldfarb's town. Yeah. I went to Goldfarb's town or no, I went to Andy's town and I was like, can I just sell some fucking apples? Thank you. I sold these apples. and got the hell out. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, there's something so, like, there for sure. You want them to build out the uh, the online is like the is the main thing I'm hearing. Yeah, that I mean that's my main complaint with it. And yeah. by no means do I need that. Like you're seeing it already, I think, in terms of you know the way it works. Of you know once people do visit and you can send letters to them. You know, not uh, no spoilers, but eventually the uh, online way of sharing the designs you've made, not the AC website we're all using to make really weird things. The mm-hmm. stuff you can make in game normally and share like. That's all done well enough. That's all fine. But I think that there's still room for improvement on that one very specific part of it. 
What then this this is an unrelated question, but still still related and sure in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter, but it's kind of funny, so we always gotta ask this. Uh do you think this game is gonna win game of the year? Like I it seems like Animal Crossing is breaking through in a way that think, feels kind of big. Sure. I think yeah, that in that way. I don't think I, here well, it, this is always such a loaded question of what do you mean yeah. by that? Yes, at some outlet, Animal Crossing will win game of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be the runaway. I don't think it's going to be the front runner. I don't think it's going to sweep. I don't think it's going to do that. Now, and I'm saying that, of course, talking out my butt, right? Because I don't know how good Last of Us is going to be. I don't know how good yeah. Cyberpunk is going to be. I don't know who's going to catch us off guard with something that we didn't even see coming. It's just that idea that as awesome as Animal Crossing is, I think whenever you get an IG and a GameSpot or whoever to sit down into a giant room and start arguing about game of the year you get into, well, what is the gameplay of it? And like, what does that do? And is it pushing the industry? And is it doing this whole thing? And I think especially the online thing being so meh, like that's a knock against it. And obviously not a big knock, not enough to stop this, not enough for me to tell you Mm. not to buy this game, buy this fucking game. But I think if you get to a 10 out of 10, this is, we think this is completely well-rounded. It has no weak spot. That's when it gets hard for that kind of game to win. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Like, I feel like at this point, game of the year conversations have evolved so much in the way we look at at, at game of yeah. the year. Like, I like. I, I know there's a whole argument, especially last year, about like is game of the year best game or does it mean the game the most represents that year? And like, yeah. and my whole opinion is that we should separate those two things and just have a best game category and then a game of the year category akin to like person of the year or something like that. Um, but like, you know, with with untitled goose game winning both like dice and gdc i feel like people are starting to expand their horizons their new horizons if you, if ah. you will. yeah um in, in terms of how we kind of look and how we how we judge that and so i, I my follow-up question then is sure. do you think it'll get nominated at game awards yes for game of the year i i, I think and again this is hard to do right because i assume we're talking five right so yeah that's it's we're ballsy to be in march and be like no this is a lock and i don't think it's a lock by any stretch of the imagination but i do think it's made enough of an impact made enough new fans push the franchise forward enough that people when they get there will be like yeah this should be on the short list i don't think it'll beat this that or the other but i do see that it could actually break through and be on those lists what do you think exciting times uh, I don't. I I wouldn't be surprised to see it nominated at this point. Um, and once again, like we're early in the year, so it's kind of hard to to judge um, for sure. But like, yeah, I, I seeing Animal Crossing beat out, let's say, Final Fantasy VII remake and Cyberpunk and Last of yeah. Us, like, is gonna be like it's a, it's a, it's a large ask. That said, I feel like at this point, like I said, I feel like we've expanded our horizons in terms of how we how we look at games and how we judge games and how like. Because no pun intended, but comparing Animal Crossing to like Last of Us, for example, is very, very apples and origins. Like it's hard for me to really say which game is better is better than the other. Like my 100%. preference is probably going to be Last of Us because that's my type of game. But right. Last of Us is just a different, different game than Animal Crossing New Horizons, which I can understand anybody being like, I prefer Animal Crossing New Horizons over Last of Us. That makes total sense to me because different games. Totally. Um, with that said, like. Within that context, I think it'll come down to like who are the people judging, who are the people looking at the games, um, how much did certain games improve over their their previous titles? Like it's going to come down to a lot of things. But and we'll I mean, like, and this is such a great conversation, blessing. You're a great host because if Gary was here, he would have just fucking yelled about GameStop and then left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other big wrinkles to this that we need to talk about too is wh- what we're talking about with Mike's review, right? Is that art is subjective, and we all bring our own. Uh, lens opinion baggage whatever you want to call it emotions to it and i do think that you've seen it a lot with uh even critiques of last of us right of uh, last of us part two trailers of they were too violent is this po- is this like gore yeah. porn kind of thing like there's going to be an audience that by the time that game comes out is worn down by the way 2020 has been going and maybe yeah. still won't want that kind of experience and won't want this post-pandemic world that's been built up right i see that a lot right now with division Whereas it, when I talk about playing the division and I saw earlier in the Twitch chat go by that people are like, yeah, this is why I can't play division right now is that it is too close to home. Right. Like, in, 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 and it's not lost on me as I run around a world that was ravaged by this virus. And there's all these signs up that are like, you know, wash your hands, literally wash your hands, be part mm-hmm. of the solution. Like I get why 
that game as a turnoff to people. I get why, and I know that this isn't something I think that gets talked about a lot. And I don't even want to say enough because it's, it's just it's an interesting uh, anecdote, right? An- anecdote. I've been screwing that up lately. Uh, Division just put out Warlords of New York, right? Like it's biggest expansion to date. Added New York, did all this stuff. Their season or their battle pass is going. The game is firing on all cylinders and amazing. And they aren't promoting it. Ubisoft is not talking about this game. Like you don't see ads for it. You don't. I mean, like you saw when Warlords came out, they sent us a pizza and stuff. But even then, right? That was the that was the week before we closed everything down. That was the week yeah. before we had the conversation of we should have come to work the next week. So like mm-hmm. you figure we are three weeks removed right now, right from that expansion launching, and they aren't talking about it because they know they can't. Like, how do you talk Dude, about that I, right now? I feel so bad for RE3 and even Last of Us. Like, I, I wonder how much uh, this whole quarantine situation is going to affect games within the next few years or even within the next decade. Like, do we start seeing less post-apocalyptic games? Do we, st- do we start seeing less games that have to deal with pandemics yeah. and quarantine like what happens with rainbow six quarantine or yeah, rainbow right. not rainbow six is it rainbow six no uh oh Res- yeah it is rainbow six yeah, yeah rainbow six rainbow six yeah rainbow six quarantine That's and it's like oh. i'm sorry to go, so this is obviously a long-winded thing but to go all the way back to the point i was trying to make is yeah when you get to game of the year what's the game you've spent the most time in and what's the game that's resonated the most and to what we're saying is if animal crossing continues this trajectory right now of being this escape being this pure yeah. experience, being this thing where you're just going in and like, even though I think the multiplayer has so much room for improvement, it is funny when uh, Joey and Caroline Caroline show up on my island and hit me in the head with nets. Well, that was Jen hitting me in the head with nets. Or uh, Joey and Caroline come and they just blow the ocarina off key around me forever. Like those are key memories of this thing when I couldn't go see Joey. You know, this person mm-hmm. I work with and I can't go talk to her, and th- that could still resonate and carry and continue to be this like pure memory that gets people there to the end of the year and they vote that way and it's totally reasonable and okay yeah especially when animal crossing seems like the the game that is kind of being the light in totally. kind of the darkness right now right there's not that many games that are being that and maybe there will be you know sports sports story is going to come out sometime within the next i guess summer it's going to come out and yeah. there are going to be games that are going to be lighthearted and positive but we'll see greg well, speaking of games that are light, hearted, and positive that are selling really well, number two, Doom Eternal is broken. <laughs> this franchise Whoa. sales record. Bethesda Softworks, a Zenimax media company, is proud to announce the critical and commercial success of the launch of Doom Eternal, which has quickly broken the franchise record for opening weekend sales, doubling the launch revenue of Doom 2016. Doom Eternal was the best-selling game on Steam for the week and immediately soared to over 100,000 concurrent players on the platform. Not not too shabby yeah good for them and, and, it's an incredible game so it deserves yeah, it. you have a review up right now right on the kind of funny games cast yeah kind of funny.com slash or kind of youtube.com slash kind of funny games games cast feed all that stuff uh it's there <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, we all say play it it's a great game so now uh, this is you know us piggybacking off of animal crossing doing so well and being so pure and all that stuff like mm-hmm. does this totally poke a hole in all the arguments we were making that animal crossing is this uh beautiful thing that's a distraction from how rough the world is right now but doom who where you're literally fighting the demons of hell is it i feel like doom kind of gets away with it a bit because doom is as as hardcore and as violent as that game is it's still like a very colorful game like it's colorful in a different way and it's like kind of goofy in its own ways and oh, 100%. it's like blood pumping like it's not necessarily like dark and gritty and you know it's not I'm grounded gonna... right yeah it's not we're it's not grounded division. we're talking about last of us games that are meant to be like this is just three degrees off your real world yeah i feel like doom eternal it, I, there's there's a common theme between kind of all of us in that review talking about how at a certain point you kind of enter the matrix in that game and you are just <laughs> like like it becomes such a gameplay focused thing where you are uh you're in it you're going you're moving so fast in that game and you are you're you're dying to gain health or armor or ammo and you you get in the rotation and your mind kind of just kind of just leaves and just enters the game and you're just and you're just there and i think doom eternal actually is a perfect example of a game that is an escape it's a, it's a game that you can kind of go to and you you, you can kind of free it all the troubles of the world and just kind of i don't want to say live in it because i don't want that, i don't think people should it. live in doom eternal but like you know you, you you can you can escape into it and uh i i think it it is what it is weirdly of the same ilk as animal crossing like these two games came out in the same on the same day it's kind of a, a a crazy but great 
thing, I think. Sure. And it was great to see them, you know, you know, thrive Embrace together. It. Yeah, right. And yeah. the audiences not pit them against each other. Because I think when they are such polar opposites, it was awesome. Yeah, to see all the fan art for Isabel and stuff. Uh, worth pointing out, everybody. And this is not going to be something we promote, promote. So as always, we want to reward you for watching or listening to the show. Uh, we have a Doom Eternal Xbox One code. We're going to be giving it away. Uh, all you have to do is make sure you're following Kind of Funny Vids. Retweet this uh, today's post when Barrett puts it up on Kind of Funny Vids Twitter uh, of this Kind of Funny Games Daily. Just give it a retweet. Make sure you're following, and we will randomly grab somebody and give it away. Again, Doom Eternal Xbox One code from our friend Mr. Amazon. Thank you for sending that in. Whoa. Uh, number three on the Roper Report. Let's talk about Nintendo and covid Blessing out of Oye Jr. I got two little, I got two stories for you. Ready? I'm ready. First off, Nintendo donated a bunch of masks. This is from the NorthBendWashington.org. This is NorthBendWA.org, just the government page for North Bend. North Bend is home to the North American production facility of the world's largest video gaming company. Nintendo has been, quote, putting smiles on faces of everyone Nintendo touches, according to their corporate social responsibility statement. Today is no different. Nintendo representative Jerry Danson uh, contacted Eastside Fire and Rescue to generously donate over 9,500 N95 particulate respirator masks the n95 uh, respirator masks and other personal protective equipment are among the most requested items for first responders and healthcare providers danson stated the masks were originally purchased for emergency preparedness planning however amidst the covid19 crisis uh knew there were i think i mean he knew they were needed elsewhere Eastside Fire and Rescue staff will distribute the masks throughout the region to address immediate needs, including the city of North Bend. This crisis is unprecedented. Uh, the safety and security of community members is paramount to our in our daily mission. Uh, the communities served by City of North Bend and Eastside Fire and Rescue deeply appreciate the generous donation from Nintendo. So, hey, yeah. good on you, Nintendo. Good on you, Nintendo. I thought That's it was cool they did it. Yeah, and I, I thought, if, you know, it's it's nice to see... Obviously, people started preparing for this, and then for Nintendo to look there and be like, "All right, this isn't really what we need. <laughs> we don't need 9,500 masks right now." Yeah, this no, isn't... I've been I've been seeing a lot a lot of this within the last week, and and at first I was like, "Why do all why do all these companies have masks?" Like, I think one of the ones I saw was like Pornhub donated, I think like fifty thousand masks or something like that, and I was like sitting there like, "Why does Pornhub have all these masks?" And then like you kind of learn that they like they collect them in case of emergencies or like fire emergencies or yeah. what like whatever it may be, and so it's cool to see companies kind of come through and 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 donate for the cause. And then continuing on this, this is another Nintendo tidbit for you. This is from them, uh, Nintendo themselves. Uh, they've shut down their U.S. repair centers. Uh, due, to per- due to preventative measures put in place for COVID-19 coronavirus and in accordance with federal and local guidelines, our repair centers are closed until further notice. We apologize for the inconvenience and appreciate your understanding. Once repair services resume, we will work as quickly as possible to get you playing again. Please note that during this closure, products sent in for repair may be returned to you as undeliverable. In our repair, I'm sorry, if our repair center has already received your product, it will remain there until repair services resume. I take so. back everything I said. How dare you, Nintendo? <laughs> you <laughs> no, sons of bitches. I get it. Yeah, no, again, and another one where that's just, that's great. Good job on you, Nintendo, of taking care of your employees, obviously. And granted, it's yeah. because of guidelines, but hey, the messaging is clear. This is what we're doing. Sorry, let's get it out there for everybody. Yeah. Uh, number four for your blessing. Uh, NASCAR is now officially esports. Uh, Luke Plunkett at Kotaku has this. After a successful first virtual NASCAR race over the weekend, where a mix of current and former drivers raced each other online and a lot of people watched, Fox and NASCAR have decided that they're going to broadcast a whole season of it on TV. The first e-NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series held on Sunday was, like Formula One's move to video game competition, a chance for both drivers and fans to get some kind of racing fix in these weird and challenging times. In first place was three-time Daytona 500 winner Denny Hamill, and nearly one million people watched it on Fox. So now, a whole season of it called Fox NASCAR iRacing is going to take place. Uh, that's the update, the fact that that's already happened. I wanted to read about the actual event itself. I'm going from Steve uh, Gardner at USA Today's original report. For sports fans who've gone nearly two weeks without any live events, Fox Sports 1 offered an attractive alternative to Sunday's postponed NASCAR Cup Series race at Homestead Miami Speedway. But instead of actual cars trading paint in close quarters around the 1.5-mile oval, the drivers, including Dale Earnhardt Jr., Denny Hamill, Kurt and Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Clint ba- B- Bauer, Boyer, uh, Alex Bowman, and 
uh, Joey Logano, practiced proper social distancing as they competed from their own video game consoles of, in a virtual 100-lap race. Quote, we know this is not real racing, play-by-play announcer Mike Joy told the FS1 audience, but it's not a video game either. iRacing is a very sophisticated simulation that real drivers as well as armchair racers use and compete against each other, against each other, end quote. Coverage of the e coverage of the e NASCAR i Racing Pro Invitational Series was structured just like the network's regular NASCAR broadcast. From a pre-race prayer, uh, parentheses from Motor Racing Outreach President Billy Matt Maudlin, a national anthem, Curb Records artist Dylan Scott, to the engine roaring crank it up feature. Uh, once the green flag dropped, however, an all-out video game mentality prevailed as veteran gamers and professional drivers started jockeying for track position. Crashes and caution flags were hard to avoid, especially with the iRacing rule that each car can have its damage reset twice during race to during the race to new like conditions. As a result, there were a few long runs in between multiple caution periods. The drivers compete comp- the drivers completed their laps around the virtual track lined with actual sponsor billboards and packed grandstands gave a collective roar when perennial fan favorite Earnhardt took the lead near the race's midpoint. All the while, the broadcast shifted from camera shots of leaders to an overhead view of a, per- of a first person looking at from the driver's seat. Quote, where I'm blown away right now is when I look at the steering, uh, the steering from Chase Elliott and I hear the throttle. It's so realistic. FS1 analyst and four-time NASCAR Cup champion Jeff Gordon marveled. When I run a race at Homestead, that's exactly what it feel- felt like. Blessing. That's really cool. Right. That's really awesome. Yeah. And, it, and it's something we talked about earlier uh, in this whole thing when the NBA started doing some of their games. Right. They were like, I forget who it was. One of the sports teams, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Or one of the basketball teams, uh, you know, made a point of playing their games on Twitch or whatever and putting them out that way and actually treating it on social media like it was the real thing. It's a great way to see games and I mean, you know, games and tech or whatever bridge this gap and give people something to still come around. Right. Something to rally around. Yeah, exactly. And I think NASCAR specifically kind of translates well to the game because they're similar. Like like NBA 2K, for example, you you you're, you kind of have control of all the players and like there's not really the physicality there and, and uh, that you would have with like an actual basketball game. And like it's it, it's a similar kind of way of thinking as, as far as like all the passing, all that stuff and all the team plays. But yeah. you're not playing basketball by by playing playing 2K. Uh, you're not really doing NASCAR by playing the NASCAR game, but I feel like it translates a lot better. Like you totally. are and putting in the real drivers, right? Like having them in yeah. these racing rigs. That's awesome. Yeah. In the racing rigs and all that stuff. Like that's a really cool thing. And it's cool to see that uh, crossover there. And I, 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 I was looking on Twitter because I tweeted out uh, in February, it looks like. So Gran Turismo, they have, um, I don't know. If they, it's called the FIA GTC nations cup, which happens in Sydney. Okay. And they tweet out. I'm 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 gonna retweet it on my on my Twitter. Um, but it's like an it's a minute and a half video of the finale to the cup, and it is the most exciting. Like it's it it's it's an extremely exciting thing for what I like what my experience with like NASCAR or, or racing is. This is a NASCAR, but like for what racing is, uh, like the the competitive scene seems really cool and really awesome and very entertaining to watch. Uh, and so I, I urge people like check it out, you know, see if it's for you. I was shocked by how cool, uh, this, this thing was. Uh, nanobiologist writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and says happy widow Wednesday, Gary and Greg. Remember Gary's a trader and not here. Uh, NASCAR just announced that their racers are moving to iRacing to continue to race with each other. And the races are being broadcast on TV. With NASCAR, F1, and NBA moving to eSports to continue to give fans some sense of sports seasons continuing, do you think this will help get rid of the stigma of eSports not being sports? Previously, Heroes of the Dorm, Fortnite World Cup, etc. were laughed at and ridiculed for being on TV, but with games that show normal sports being played digitally, is this the first step to progress and the general public accepting eSports to be an actual sporting event? Thanks, Nanobiologist. I feel, I feel like we got the first steps uh a while ago like I, I i feel like we're at we're not necessarily at the point i guess where esports are just generally like accepted on espn yeah. um and i like i don't know man over overwatch league being as big as big as it is seeing pictures of like the rainbow six siege invitational like seeing these actual esports like seeing the um the i forget the league of legends thing like the both the league dota. of legends and dota mm-hmm. like the the big uh, championships that they have in like Seattle and stuff like you know seeing how big those are and seeing how how much uh, attention they get I think 
you know, we're at a place where that stuff is already legitimized. I don't think the stuff necessarily needs to be on ESPN. And I, I kind of understand like the weirdness of putting some esports on ESPN because you kind of associate uh, uh, like kinda so- physical competition, like people, yeah, in person doing stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be even cooler if there was either like an ESPN spinoff channel or like even a whole channel dedicated on TV to specifically esports because I feel like that would be more digestible for people and it'd make more sense given that esports. I, I I personally view esports and traditional sports differently, uh, just for either the physicality of it or the or the the history and tradition of them. Like they're just different to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I esports I, what, is so new in the scene, and I think that's the thing with any new sport, right? Where it takes a while to get going. I remember, and I granted, mm-hmm. I know that it was very different growing when I was growing up, but I remember when UFC was just looked at as like a joke and like it was people like basically murdering each other and i also know that yeah. because the original rules of usc it was people basically murdering each other but it was it's now legitimized right and i think that you're still seeing those steps early on right now with esports but to your point when you look at uh you know dota's championship called the international thanks Nano international thank you and you see giant arenas there or you look at like you know when andy goes to the dallas fuel and the production value and like the giant audience they have there you're talking about as always this younger generation participating in something that by the time they become an older generation, it's the norm. It's normal. It's the same way of growing up for me where I was not weird, but I was one of the few video game kids, right? Like there wasn't video games weren't ubiquitous for everyone loving them and being into them like I am. And now you get there and like, Oh no, video games are ubiquitous, right? Like kids hang out in Fortnite Mm -hmm. all the time, let alone right now. But Do you, do you think that we'll get to a point where we view esports within the same realm as just sports the way that ufc is kind of viewed at as a sport because i don't know if i'm at that if i'm at that place like, well, i don't think one is better than the other by any means but like i kind of still have that separation in mind it's so hard to say because i think we're all so hung up on what we define as sports and everybody defines mm-hmm. that a little bit differently i think the easier way like you know because i think of like the sports page or whatever covering this or you know to what espn is trying to do i think it comes down to no longer talking about it as sports but talking about it as competition Right. Like, I think because that's the uh-huh. thing is there there are winners and losers here. There are uh, matches happening all the time and all these different games and all these different things. And I think that if esports continues and, you know, uh, League of Legends and Dota and Rocket League and they continue to thrive and make these things and make these strides for people. And again, like Mizzou having an esports team is fucking ridiculous and awesome. Mm-hmm. If that continues to be a thing, you have to cover that in a way that becomes, well, where the hell are we going to put these results? And I think those results make sense on the sports page. And so I don't know if you rename it the competition Mm -hmm. page, but I think by the time you get to that point where that's, I'm looking for that kind of information and that mainstream press or whoever wants to cover it, those walls have already fallen down. Hmm. Also worth, uh, for you're wrong, Nanobiles just hit me up on the kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, just like you can. Phoenix Suns were the NBA team that have been playing some games online and treating them like real. So that's cool. Uh, number five, rounding out a very long Roper report. This has been a very good discussion. Thank you so much. It has been. Uh, just Causes Avalanche rebrand, rebrands. Uh, this is uh, Matt Perslow at IGN. Avalanche Studios, the developer behind the Just Cause series, has rebranded itself as Avalanche Studios Group. Alongside the rebrand, the company has also teased a new FPS game. Uh, the change to Avalanche Studios Group, the change to Avalanche Studios Group, uh, allows the company to recognize its three creative divisions, which are made up of Avalanche Studios, Expansive Worlds, and Systemic Reaction. Avalanche Studios will continue uh, to focus on AAA titles such as Just Cause and Rage 2. Expansive Worlds is dedicated to outdoor games like The Hunter, Call of the Wilds. And then Systemic Worlds is the group's self-publishing brand, which has previously released Generation Zero and is now working on a new, as of yet, unannounced game. That's really cool. Good for them. And then uh, what I my one note here is that this makes it no less uh, confusing that there's also Avalanche Studios yeah. in Salt Lake City yeah. that did Disney Infinity. I was legit trying to like organize that in my mind. I was like, okay, so this Avalanche is the one that did Just Cause and Rage too. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Avalanche? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's that thing where I, like if you're talk, it's like it, it, it probably is such a moot point now. But when Disney Infinity was a thing, that's when it was so confusing of who we're talking about. Now it's so rare you ever have any conversation because Avalanche Studios in Salt Lake hasn't done anything lately. Yeah, I I want to see this Avalanche Studios group, I guess, uh, get like a big win because I because they're talented over there. But oh, I feel yeah. like you look at like Just Cause and Just Cause, I feel like kind of peaked early. Uh, yeah. by like Just Cause two, Rage two, I don't think set the world on fire the way that they probably wanted to. When you look at the other 
uh, but that's the published first person shooters being like Wolfenstein yeah. and Doom and I know Prey didn't get all that success either, but Rage and Rage Two and, and Prey are probably within the same kind of ilk of success. Um, and then like I couldn't tell you anything about uh, the Hunter Call. And of they the were Wild. like, "Yeah, Generation Zero is out." I was like, "What?" <laughs> do i even know you if i saw generation zero would i know i want to say generation zero was actually a game that i was excited for but then came out to like middling reviews uh oh, i'm looking it up right now yeah, me to too. Sure i don't have it mixed up in my head yeah this looks yeah this is the game that i was like oh snap like i was excited for this game and as far as i know it came out and kind of like I'm, like, yeah, I've, I, you know, I've never i as i should say i've never heard of it i'm sure there's a clip of me reading the release date or something on games daily but I'm watching the gameplay trailer from August 16th, 2018. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, first person shooter. I'm fighting some kind of robot. So I'm, I'm if if this you know helps them to kind of get to the place where they're able to function the best they can, good for them. I want to see them get a win because I think they're like really talented, but they just haven't had had that uh like that that thing that worked. Totally, recently. blessing. I can't wait to see what Avalanche Studios group comes up with. But their next game is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Before I tell you about that, let me tell you about our sponsors. Remember, you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show, but you can also get the show ad free over there. Speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Quip. Quip, makers of the electric Quip electric toothbrush, want you to know one single discovery that matters most to your dental care. It's simply this. If you have good habits, you're good. That means brush, brushing twice for two minutes a day uh, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Everybody here at Kind of Funny uses it. I use my Quip this morning. Jen used hers this morning. I know Tim probably when he wakes up in three hours will wake it and use it because that's how you do it. Uh, it helps you do it well. And as Nick said, like who, who knew we weren't brushing our teeth long enough? But with this, the you know, it's every 30 seconds. tells you to pulse. You're like... This is a full two minutes, and I was not doing this before. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Uh, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. Uh, we're also brought to you by ExpressVPN. You all want to hear some insider information? Uh, so... We all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are available only in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of things to watch on Netflix. That's why this whole week a bunch of people we know have been using ExpressVPN to binge shows like Doctor Who on UK Netflix and others. It's so simple to do. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. Bam. Suddenly, you're in jolly old England. Oh, I give not. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works for any streaming service. Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason you should use ExpressVPN to watch shows is that it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, so you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on your personal device or the big screen whenever and wherever you want. If you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com slash games, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash games, games, games. Out today. Iron Dagger, I, I no no no. Iron Danger on PC. Oh, Br- breaking blocks on PC and Mac. Northern Tale Five Revival on PC. Uh, Lock and Load Tactical Digital on PC and Mac. Uh, Mists of Noya 
on PC. Uh, there's a free DLC launching today for SD Gundam G Generation Crossrays. Uh, James O'Connor at GameSpot reports, The Crew 2 is getting another major update, and it's due today, March 25th, on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. The update, named Inner Drive, will introduce 20 new cars to the game, including the Conan Sego Jesco 2020 and the Ford Mustang Shelby GT500. Uh, it won't cost you a thing either. New dates for you. Mars Horizon is having a beta on April 27th. Yes, that's my birthday. Will I be allowed out of the house? Let's see. Uh, Beat Saber's Timbaland Music Pack releases tomorrow, March 26th. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. I was going to say, you've been playing so much Beat Saber. Have you bought all yeah. the other DLCs and stuff? I or is, ha- this, well, is this a specific I've, one? I Well, this is a specific one. Well, here's the thing. I've been buying all the Beat Saber packs because I'm I, since I'm on PlayStation, that means that we don't get all like the, the fan creation stuff that people sure. get on PC. And so I'm stuck with whatever, whatever uh, Beat games will give me. And they do a pretty good job of having like a regular rotation in music. We got the Green Day one. We got the yeah. Imagine Dragons one. And Was there my a whole thing, disco one or am I making that up? I want to say yes. I think that might be the one that I didn't buy because I don't really care about Panic at the Disco ah, like that. And I don't even care about Green Day like that, but actually, no. I might have that flipped. I might have the Panic at the Disco one and I don't have the Green Day one. That might okay. be it. Oh, um, but um, I overall, though, like I've kind of wanted more because Beat Saber, traditionally, music is kind of... is pretty like electronic and then they like kind of they kind of with all the updates right with all with all the packs they kind of go into more like pop rock kind of stuff and i've always been someone who uh i've always asked for something that's more hip-hop focused or something that is more like aims aimed towards my sensibilities and timbaland is the perfect like perfect 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 choice for somebody who has like some like he's pop but he has some hip-hop uh sounds in there so i was very excited when i saw that timbaland was putting out a pack for this but the thing that upset me is that apparently it's not like the classic timbaland songs like you're not going to get apologize featuring one republic you're not going to get bounce with uh missy elliott and all them you're not going to get the way i are apparently timbaland is 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 putting out like five songs like five new songs for this pack which is exciting but not you as want the jams. You want the classic I, jams. I wanted the classic Timberland songs. I wanted the Justin Timberlake. I wanted all that stuff. But apparently, we might not be getting that with this new pack. Huh. Well, I'm sorry, Blessing. They broke your heart. They did. Continuing new dates, Eddie at GameSpot reports, Call of Duty Warzone and Modern Warfare bringing back a DLC pack that benefits military veterans. Activision's Call of Duty Endowment Charity, which helps place veterans in jobs after their military careers, has announced that the Defender DLC pack is coming back to the digital store because, quote, in these difficult times, veterans need more help with employment than ever, end quote. Awesome. Um, Lost World I'm sorry Lost Words Beyond the Page and The Crew 2 come to Stadia next week Uh, Below comes to PlayStation 4 on April 7th and then the Birds of Prey DLC comes to DC Universe Online April 16th Blessing Download DCUO now get ready oh I'm doing it I'm doing it right now you're not doing it I can see you not doing it I'm not (laughs) Howard. Uh, deals of the day for you. Uh, IGN was reporting that the Ubisoft Spring Sale ends today. You can get on there and get Assassin's Creed Odyssey for $19. Bucks, uh, Far Cry New Dawn for $16. Bucks, Rainbow Six Siege for $8. Bucks, the Division 2 for 9 bucks, And then Stadia Pro is getting new games added on April 1st. They're going to be Spitlings, Serious Sam Collection, and Stacks on Stacks, parentheses, on Stacks. Blessing. Yep. Are you prepared to squat up? I am very prepared. Fernando Rodriguez writes in to kindoffunny.com slash no, yeah, well, Patreon, kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. I saved it. Uh, it gives me this squad up request. Of course, you give us your name, your username, platform of choice, what you need help in. We read here. People come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Uh, Fernando needs help on Switch. Uh, you'll be hitting up when you do this. If you do it right, you'll be getting olives, but no E. Uh, the Switch code is 2183-79-00-5427. Uh, hello, KFGD crew. My birthday was a couple of days ago, and I got, for myself, my first ever Nintendo console, the Nintendo Switch. And for my first game, I got Animal Crossing. So, oh. since this is by far the best community out there, I wanted to invite all the kind of funny best friends to visit my island. I have no friends on my account, so please add me heart. Stay safe and keep your heads up, heart. Fernando, I agree. Everyone, keep your heads up. Hit Fernando up on Switch. Again, olives, no E. SW21, 83, 5427. Uh bless. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunny games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up 
as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe uh kebabs leads off and says you can you can buy things on somebody else's animal crossing island you cannot mail fish sadly the communication error occurs when players are in menus you're talking to a villager another what we're talking about of like what a boneheaded decision of being prepared for somebody to come and not get there the and the other thing is like what is it? You can't place items, right? Because, uh, yeah, you can't, like, things on If you're on your island, you can't put down things when other people are visiting because it's just dumb. And that you're, Wait, really? Yeah. That seems very, like... It's, it screws everything up. Where I, and I, I, I was trying to uh, download the T-shirts that I was getting offline or whatever, and when people are on my island, you can't do that either. Like, it's, <laughs> got, it's got a bunch of little restrictions like that. It's like, oh, well, I, I want everybody off my island so I can get back to doing what I was doing. Nanobiologist says, Miss Deal of the Day, Child of Light is free right now on PC Whoa. via the Uplay launcher. I, I also have a Miss uh, Deal of the Day for you, Greg. Uh, this comes from Cheap Ass Gamer on Twitter at Video Game Deals. Uh, kids Meals are, are $1.99 each via uh, Sonic. If you want to go with a Sonic drive in, this ends April 30th. Kids Meals are $2 each. Now you say that. Why did you pick this? Wow. What does this have to do with anything deal. video That's game related? a great deal. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. $2 for your kids. We talked about, I don't know if you listened to Kind of Funny Games Daily yesterday, Greg. Literally half the show, we talked about Sonic driving. <laughs> uh and me and me me kevin and imran are planning to go during this quarantine time but we will stay six feet apart because imran oh, will so you're be... gonna bring different cars yeah because it's a drive-in so i'm gonna drive myself kevin is gonna pick up imran but imran's gonna stay in the trunk of kevin's car and not leave or take one of kevin's other cars because kevin has multiple cars it's true it's true <sighs> tomorrow kind of funny games daily we'll be back it'll be me and ben hansen from min then Friday, it's me and Blessing rounding out your week. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. There's a Patreon post show coming up on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, we'll be talking some questions here that we got from BJ Bernardo. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, squad ups, everything under the video game sun. Then you can watch it live if you want. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it later. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it uh, on Rooster Teeth. You can get it as a podcast. If you don't go to Patreon, though, you got to listen to the ads and you don't get the post show, which is a bum deal if you ask me. Blessing. Thank you so much for coming today. Hold on. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure having you as always. So now, I'm, we, great PS, I love you last week or uh, yesterday too, I guess. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I agree. So I'm going to try to shake your hand because I, 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 I can see oh. through Kevin's confidence. All right. So oh, it's okay. the other way. Other okay. way. Other way. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.